I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. So today we have Mark Hirschberg, great man. He is the he's the big man. He's basically the chief of Averon, and it's basically he's a cryptographer, uh, university instructor, even a ballroom dancer. So let's see what he has to say. I'm definitely interested. What's up, man? Hey, Jimbo, thanks for having me on the show. Wow, you got a lot going on in the background there. Thanks. Yeah, I, I set this up once I started doing a virtual tour during COVID. And I went on lots of podcasts, many of whom have videos like you do. I realized I needed to get a background set up. And so I've got my book, but then also a bunch of things from just my life and things that I've done. Quite familiar with a lot of those things, especially that uh, night chess piece in the upper right corner. We're going to talk a lot I, about that. I was a competitive chess player as a kid, and so chess has always been a big part of my life. So let's sort of expound everything. Can you kind of give me a gist of who you are, what you're about, and what your message is? Sure. I have this really interesting dual career path in my life. I started out as a software engineer when I graduated from MIT. I began during the dot-com era. I realized early on that I wanted to become a CTO, a chief technology officer, the person in charge of the engineers. And I realized that to get that job, it wasn't just about being a good engineer. I needed other skills, leadership, communication, networking, negotiating, no one ever taught this to me, so I had to develop those skills in myself. As I began to do so, I realized these skills aren't just for executives. They are for everyone. The most junior people at the companies, founders and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, all of us benefit from these skills. And I began to train up people on my team. As I was doing so, MIT had surveyed companies, and they found these are the skills that companies wanted as well. And so what they did is created a program referred to as the Career Success Accelerator. When I heard they were putting this together, I reached out and said, I'm happy to help share some of my content. They asked me not only to share content, but to help develop additional content and then to stay and help teach. So in addition to being a CTO, building tech startups and helping Fortune 500s innovate, I've also been teaching at MIT and elsewhere for the past 20 years and now have the book and speaking and other things that I do. Interesting. Interesting. Now, the first question I'd like to ask, what motivates you? I am motivated by my own success, but also helping others. Helping people with their professional efficacy really drives me. And it pains me when I see people who can do so much more in their lives and their careers, but they just don't know how to take that next step. How did you become self-motivated? I really attribute that to my parents. From an early age, they always fostered learning, growing, developing as a person. And so it's just, I think, part of who I am as a person, thanks to them. Mm -hmm. Why MIT? I grew up a classic nerd. I love chess, physics science, math, Star Trek, everything you'd expect. 
And MIT is really the mecca of STEM education. That is the place to be. And when I looked at colleges and I saw MIT, I realized this was the place to be. That's where I belonged. And it has always felt like home to me ever since I first set foot on campus. It, and, all right, pants zipped up and are people looking at me and did I comb my hair? And you have this nervousness and it holds you back. And more than anything else, we just need confidence to say, I'm up here and maybe I forgot to zip my pants. Maybe my hair is not perfectly combed. In fact, for this presentation, I've got seven lights. I realized I only turned on six of them while my lights is off. But you know what? I don't care. It doesn't matter. I can keep going. Sometimes you'll screw up and no one notices. Sometimes you screw up and they notice and you don't get called back. And that's okay. Life goes on. There will be another round, another competition. No one laughs at you when you screw up. In fact, one of the things I love about ballroom, rarely, but sometimes people will trip and fall. And when that happens, as a couple gets back up, the entire audience will cheer for them. They will applaud for them saying, we are with you. We support you. We've all fallen down in our life and we're behind you. Don't feel ashamed. Keep going. And when you get that confidence, when you've been out on the floor, when you screwed up and say, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. That must be so embarrassing. But you keep going. That's the confidence I carry with me when I do talks, whether it's on video or live talks. Yeah, I'll screw up. I don't care. I've screwed up worse and I've gotten through it. That's the interesting thing. You know, you raise an extremely interesting point because I never thought of it like that. But most people think I hate public speaking when in reality what it is is I hate being the center of attention. I hate being focused on by tons of people. It's because they're afraid of making mistakes. People don't mind being the center of attention at a party. If everyone's paying attention to you and they're laughing at your jokes, you love it, most people. But it's, oh, I'm on stage and I'm being judged. And I'm afraid of being embarrassed. How did you carry that over to your chess? Chess? Well, I did chess earlier. And chess is probably a little less embarrassing. Now, there's a term in chess called a blunder. And that's when you make a really stupid move. And suddenly you just realize your opponent can take a piece. There's nothing you can do about it. Or you just put yourself in a bad position. We've all blundered. And I think it's just part of the game that you, you kind of go, oh, I can't believe I did that. But you move on. It's not so much a reflection of you because it's, it's the pieces. Whereas when you're on stage, whether you're performing in ballroom dancing or standing near a presentation, it's you. It's your body. It's your words that are being judged. So I think it's a little more personal in that circumstance. Talked a lot about what you were sort of doing there, but can you sort of get into you know, your, your master's thesis, securing electronic voting over the World Wide Web? Sure. My graduate work at MIT was in cryptography. And for my master's thesis, it was secure electronic voting over the World Wide Web, finding a way people could vote from their laptops. For this, we use cryptographic protocols, ways to ensure that it's really you who is voting, that you don't vote more than once, that no one secretly threw out your vote. And so we can use these mathematical algorithms to prove this happens. That being said, we should never vote online. I emphasize that, I'm gonna say it again, never vote online. That is the fastest way to destroy our democracy. 
because even though we can say, well, the math works out, the math works, we can prove it mathematically. Still, we know when we write software, there are bugs in the software. We, we make mistakes all the time. So even if the math works, the software could be buggy. Even if the software isn't buggy, the operating system could be buggy. We all know we have to patch our operating systems because there are vulnerabilities. Even if the operating system is secure, the hardware could have vulnerabilities. That's really interesting. Well, you learn something new every day. Thank you for that. Let's kind of go back a little bit to uh, that discussion we had before. I, I think there's a lot of people here trying to build their own social skills too. And one book in particular, does this one sound interesting to you? The Charisma Myth. It is. Olivia Fox Caban, who's the author of the book, is a personal friend of mine. I've known her for years, and that is a fantastic book. I actually reference it in mine and recommend it. The Charisma Myth basically teaches charisma is something you can learn. And in fact, all the skills that we talk about, we know we could learn to play golf. We know we can learn to do chemistry. Now, some people are naturally better at science or at a sport, but it doesn't mean the rest of us can't learn to do it. I was terrible at all sports, including dancing, but I trained and became a national champion. All of us can get better if we train. And the same is true for charisma, as well as skills in my book, like leadership, networking, and negotiating. And so she breaks down, here are the components of charisma. Here's how to do it. Here's how to change how you think about it. And in fact, that book helped me improve just my charisma. So it's a wonderful book I highly recommend to people. Are you an advocate of talent or hard work? Because coming from a guy that came from MIT and somebody that started chess at the age of 10, forgive me if this sounds a bit strange, but you sound like a talented individual. We get better because we put the work into it. it the, the natural talent is just your starting point, but it is the work that gets you further in life. You're saying, essentially, there is natural talent, but there are no natural masters. Yes, that is, I, I like that line. The mastery comes from the work. Some of us might just be a little closer based on our natural talent, but all of us need to work hard to get there. So you're a small details guy. You need to be a small details guy as well as a big strategy person. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll back that up. You need a team to have people who worry not only about the big strategy and big issues, but those small details. Some people are better at one over the other. And if that's the case, make sure you have as a partner, someone who can handle that other piece of it. Now, just for a quick summary, what do you think are some of the biggest problems that you address in the book? And you know, you don't have to go too deep into it because I want people to read it, but just kind of. Well, I'll give the, the 10 skills there are three sections, 10 chapters, section one, careers, chapter one, how to create and execute a career plan. Most of us don't even have plans, let alone, let alone how to execute on them. Chapter two, working effectively, things like managing your manager, understanding corporate culture. Chapter three is interviewing. Now there's lots of content, how to be a candidate, very little on how to actually hire other people. And so many of us have to hire our coworkers but we don't teach people how to do that. The second section, leadership and management, a chapter on leadership, 
And then management, I look at the people side of management and the process side of management. And the third section, interpersonal dynamics, covers communication, networking, negotiation, and ethics. In each chapter, there is a mental shift, a way to change how you think about this particular skill, and then specific actionable items you can do to better implement and execute on that. And it's designed, I call it the career toolkit, because you can just pick up any tool, any chapter. You can say, you know what, I've got the book. I'd recommend start with chapter one. It's only seven pages long. And that's the intro, or the intro, not chapter one. But then you jump right to chapter seven. Then you go to chapter two, then to chapter six. Read them in any order you want. Work on the skill you want when you want. Because the chapters stand alone, they do reinforce each other a bit, but you can read each other alone. So whatever skill you need to work on, this is going to get you started. So in addition to the book, if you go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com, there's a blog where I have more information and talk about more of these topics. There is a free app. I create a free companion app for the book available from the Android and iPhone stores and link from the website. Because one of the challenges when you read a business book or a self-help book, you read the book, you say, wow, there's a lot of great information, but then you forget two weeks later. And so with the app, what you can do is you can download it and then you can use it one of two ways. Each day, it's going to pop up one of the pieces of advice from the book, one of the tips. It just pops up as a notification on your phone at a time you set. You look at it, then you just swipe it away. That's going to help you retain. It's going to keep it top of mind by just pop up, look, swipe. It takes two seconds a day. You don't even need to open the app. Or you can say, I'm about to go into a negotiation. What were all those tips? Okay, I'm going to now open the negotiation set, and I'm going to flip through those tips as a refresher. So the app, which you can see on the website right there up top, you can see the app page. If you go there, I link to the Android and iPhone stores, and you can download that free app. There's also the resources page. And on the resources page, I list other books I recommend if you want to go deeper on a topic, including Olivia's great book, The Charisma Myth. Then I link to free resources online if you want to go deeper in some of these topics using online tools. And I have a number of free downloads, including career planning questions, including a professional development guide companies can use to upskill their entire organization. All of this is free on my website. I give it away because I want to help other people and organizations improve. So all of this is at thecareertoolkitbook.com. What's the next important page? Because you seem to have a lot of tabs here. So author, awards, media, speaking... Well, let's go to the app page for a second uh, and we can look on the app page. We can see what the app looks like. There we go on the app page. So if you, you can see that's what looks like you're going to have, if you scroll down a little more and those are the two links to the Apple store and Google play store. So I'll take you right to the store to download. So you can do this on your phone, go to the career toolkit book on your phone, go to that app page and then click one of those two links. and will be ready to download. But if we scroll down on that page a bit, you'll see some screenshots. So you see we have different categories, so certain types of tips. And there on the right is an example of a tip. That's the type of thing that'll just pop up on your phone. So this one, never just drop your mentor. When it's time to move on, thank your mentor and let them know why you're moving on. That's going to help you better maintain a relationship if you want to go back. But that's it. It takes you two seconds to read that when it pops up on your phone. Swipe it away and say, all right, that was a good tip. 
glad I got reminded of that. Done for the day. This has been a great interview. If there's any final things you would like to tell the audience, what would you say to them? When you work on these skills, they are things that it's best not to simply read them, but to try them. Like learning a sport. You can't just say, well, here are the rules of the sport. You're done. You have to try it. You have to drill. You have to scrimmage. You have to practice. And it's best done with other people. So I recommend creating groups of people. Think of it like a book club or a reading group. And I describe how to do it in that uh, professional, the career toolkit development program, that first download on the resources page. If your company doesn't want to do it, do it yourself. Create a local meetup group, find other people in your organization or just friends or others you have, create that group and together work on these skills. And that's going to move you along much faster. Excellent. Excellent. And to just finish this off, I would like to get a special thanks to our sponsors by Allison Roberts' book, Behind the Power. It's a powerful tool concerned on actually transforming people's life patterns and giving them a positive change mentally and spiritually. And then the next sponsor we have is Judy Ryan, our LifeWork Systems affiliate, focused on helping organizations and companies build the kind business structure that they really need. And also, we're available on our Roku channel as well. We are a full-on TV channel. So looking at us on there, this is Jimbo Paris, and this is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show. 